Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to Luna the Podcast. My name is Carolina Salazar, also known as the Carolina Lifestyle on TikTok and Instagram. My goal with this podcast is to demystify modern spirituality, talk about all things holistic health and wellness, and to also empower you to show up as your best and highest self. Thank you so much for being here. I look forward to seeing you in the show. Hello, beautiful souls. Welcome back to Luna the Podcast. I'm so happy you're here. I'm so happy you're tuning in. It's been so powerful to see the podcast grow, to see the audience grow, to hear from you guys, to receive like beautiful messages from you all about how the podcast has impacted you, about guests you've enjoyed. And if you haven't done that yet, I would freaking love to hear from you. It really makes an impact on me to get to hear from you guys and get to see the impact that speaking my truth and bringing guests to speak their truth about powerful themes around personal growth, spirituality, holistic health. It's really just so amazing and it just fills me with a lot of fulfillment and a lot of just love and gratitude. So definitely do let me know which episodes have been your favorites. If you feel inclined, I always love seeing you guys share it on your stories and tagging Luna the podcast and the guests, tagging the Carolina lifestyle as well. So please keep it coming. And if you guys are enjoying, I would also really appreciate if you could head to Apple Podcasts and leave a little written review. I always leave the link for that in the description. So you could even do it like while you're listening, if you're on a walk or afterwards at any time, it would be greatly appreciated because then it helps the podcast grow. And it just makes me really, really happy. And it's really cool to just also get that review and like see what you guys think. And if not, you could also just read. And if not, I always appreciate the ratings on Spotify too, which is which you can leave by clicking on Luna the podcast underneath the title of this episode and then going to that Spotify page and you can leave the rating there. So yeah, just wanted to put that out there and say I'm really thankful for every single one of you guys who do that. It's really awesome. At this point when I'm recording, I think we're at 50 eight ratings on spotify and currently 59 and currently five stars so just really happy and really grateful for every single one of you guys who just take five seconds to do that and on this guest episode you guys are in for a treat i got to meet caroline and Anne catherine canine they're twin sisters content creators and just two hella empowered young girls that i got the pleasure to sit down with in my living room couch and record with they're so cute we did a podcast swap so i ended up going on their podcast gals of goals which their podcast is more focused on physical health and mental health and both of their accounts take the perspective of those themes caroline is more focused on physical health because i think she's a personal trainer and then Catherine also has a fitness certification and she is a little bit more focused on mental health, but both of them are just so cute. They're actually my younger brother's age. So they're going into their junior year in college and it was just so beautiful to be able to meet and talk to two young girls who have done healing when it comes to their 
body image and their relationship to food and weight and just accepting your natural body shape and they're freaking beautiful girls such pure amazing souls and our conversation just literally felt like friends talking in a living room couch so I really hope that's what you get from the episode I think you're really gonna love it and if you do please tag us in your stories let us know follow them they're super awesome and their accounts are gonna be listed in the description of this episode as I always do for my guests so I'm sure you're gonna love it and I'm just excited to dive in so I'm gonna keep this intro short and sweet and with that said let's get it started I will see you on the other side Hi everyone, welcome back to Luna the Podcast. I am here today with Caroline and Anne Catherine. They are the hosts of Girls of Goals podcast and they're also two content creators in the health and wellness space and I'm super excited to be recording with them in person. We're getting all of this on video and we're hanging out in my apartment which is really really fun. So welcome to the podcast guys. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Yeah, we just recorded a full episode over on our podcast as well. So we've been hanging out for a while it's been a really good time. Carolina's yes, apartment is so nice. It's a warm day. Yes, the vibes are good. And as we were saying, like podcasts are such a good way to get to know each other yeah. and just to really get a lot of value and like personality from each other. Oh, nice. So I love that. And the first question I always ask my guests is, what is your sun, moon, and rising? And they're Ooh. twins, so they have the same birth chart. Do so we have the same? Exact. We would be. We're only two it's minutes like, apart, so I don't check think... Your, check your... If you have the same rising sign on CoStar, which you do, yeah. mm-hmm. it's probably pretty simple. Okay. Like the houses might be a little bit different, but I don't know. CoStar wouldn't tell you that. So I did so my it's... astro.com and I like <laughs> have all the houses mapped out. I don't know what they all mean, but at least now I have the map and I know where it starts. But I know we're a Leo sun, a Sagittarius moon, and, and a Gemini, Gemini rising. rising. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Caroline told me she listened to the Astro series and was she like. Did. On her way here, I look over and she's on her phone, like looking at the maps and getting out. She has the podcast. It's like a different language when you look at that map. I'm like, there's so, there's so many like lines and like little <laughs> icons. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to need to like deep dive into what this all means. But for now, I know that I'm a Leo. Yes, exactly. <laughs> right. That's like the first place to start. <laughs> and that's where like everyone starts. But when you first see it like that, the map, it can feel so overwhelming. But then as you like dive into each part, it like all starts to make sense. And what I always said in like every single one of those episodes of that series is look up each of those things look up like rising in gemini Sunday activity this weekend yes and then like look up like sun in leo in house xyz look up all of that and then you'll start to like see some light bulbs go off is there a specific website or just like put it in google just google okay yeah you can also use an app called chani c-h-a-n-i which i love and everything's explained on there too so yes will do okay one of my friends also like she studies this and she guessed mine like first try one time she knew i was a leo but then she guessed my moon and my rising really? yeah and she i was like both that's of them? insane yeah wow that's amazing a lot of the times i'll get it wrong or i'll like guess someone's sun and it's actually their rising or like it's oh, their yeah, moon okay. so i usually guess one of the big mm-hmm. three i've always been really curious though like with us being twins if it is all identical because like there are a ton of similarities with us and like when you guys get to know us a little bit more through talking like you'll see like we have a lot of similar interests, but I think that our personalities and our mannerisms can be very yeah. different. 
and like yeah. also the way that we approach situations and our mindsets around <laughs> things can be different so sometimes I'm like how is it possible that yeah it would be the exact same and like maybe it's not because we haven't looked at the whole chart, wait also this like, is so cool because you guys are twins and you have a gemini rising and gemini is literally called the twins oh really yeah that's super cool it makes sense though because like that's a question i get a lot what happens if you're twins and like you have the same birth time or very close the rising sign will be a different degree probably and that can like affect everything by a little but every sign has different ways it manifests Mm -hmm. like leo is not just ruled by like one characteristic there's many different ways to describe sagittarius and gemini and different ways you can channel that energy so it makes sense that like you guys are not exactly the same yeah so i thought like is there a most common star sign like that is interested in astrology like is there one that like tends to be more interested in astrology sagittarius and pisces are ruled by jupiter and they're really connected to astrology because jupiter is, is connected to spirituality and astrology and then water signs so people with pisces scorpio or cancer a lot of the times have more of these like psychic witchy yeah. vibes okay. so yeah those are like two indicators but okay, that's really interesting i'm like asking you questions on your yeah podcast. no i love it i love it so to dive into you guys and like mm-hmm. your story could you both share just why you started creating content what your content's about just like give the people listening an overview of what you do in uh-huh. case they don't follow yeah. you yet so we're both in the health and wellness space when creating content different slightly different angles though i talk a lot more of like mindset holistic approach and caroline being a personal trainer is very much like giving workouts and more like body image while we both touch on mental health topics and kind of you know intertwine Mm -hmm. everything together but caroline's a personal trainer i'm a group fitness instructor so we're both kind of educated in this space and bring a lot of education and you know enlightenment in that sense Mm -hmm. with all of our content but yeah but i mean i will say that like getting that education has been a big piece of both of our journeys for us i mean we've been in terms of like creating content doing yeah. that forever like, like we when we were up, little we grew up traveling videos. we lived in hong kong for a little while growing up so we would always make travel vlogs we would just yes. love like curating pictures and doing all of that together <laughs> so i think that we like always had and we just talked about manifestation on our episode but like we always had visions of ourselves being in a creative space. We always saw ourselves like being able to be creators, but like yeah. didn't necessarily know what the purpose or the niche was going to be with the that. The purpose for that was game changer because we did make those travel videos, you know, every time we went somewhere. We would make little vlogs. And, and we did that too. Yeah, that was right? Yeah. And it's like they were bad in the beginning. They, okay, <laughs> some of them were good. Some of them they were like... They gave good practice though. They gave good practice, yeah. like especially when there was no pressure. The, the video editing tools when you're doing yeah. that. One of my favorites was like summer 2019. Best summer and it's like immortalized in this video. Yeah. Because in we... I think that we re- put the video out in like to our like two friends in like months after, almost winter. Because we took so much time and like actually spent time to put effort into it and practice it and I like I love the video it makes the summer look so much fun anyway off topic but um like Caroline said we lived in Hong Kong for a little bit so moving back we went to high school back in the U.S. and that was a huge change for us and we felt pretty out of place and we're kind of struggling to fit in in the most like aligned way and so we both individually had experiences with like eating disorders and kind of bad body image and bad lower mental health and found that health and fitness and you know actually taking our own mental health 
into our own hands was very helpful and we both had that path and experience you know uniquely but it was very similar and so now we're able to talk about it together and talk with you guys about it and that's kind of how we found that passion for health like and fitness yeah we yeah. found our why and so combining content creation and that purpose and making it a real thing is how we got started like officially Mm -hmm. yeah like in Catherine said it was very much like the feeling of when we made that move for high school I feel like a lot of people just like whether you move or not high school is a time of like oh yeah trying to figure out who you are feeling out of place and like we definitely felt very like out of place personally also kind of unaccepted from people around us so it kind of sent us both into this spiral of like after a little while of like trying and trying I know for me then it became like okay now I'm just gonna like isolate myself and like revert out of that right like I'm gonna take it it in my own hands (laughs) it was kind of manifesting like other the people that you know the environment that we were trying to assimilate into wasn't as accepting as us because we had different upbringings and experiences but also we weren't really like I know for me I was kind of there was like a slight in the back of my head I was like I don't want to be here and I actually don't want to fit in so I think that is huge too I know we were just talking about that on our episode of like the difference between your subconscious and conscious mind Mm -hmm. that was a huge point Mm -hmm. but regardless fitting in and kind of finding your perfect alignment in place Mm -hmm. was very difficult and that's where we found that you know independence and health and wellness in that sense are very empowering yeah Yeah, so we both turned to health and fitness to help us in those times. And then we both separately had struggles with eating disorders and with body image and stuff, which I think we realized through that how like set up the world is to go down that pipeline from like health and fitness to eating disorder to then having to like get out of that and figure it out again. Like we saw like having both experienced that separately going down the same thing and also seeing that happen to so many other girls and so many other people we were like wow something is definitely wrong with the way that health and fitness is taught to girls and portrayed to girls something's definitely wrong if everyone just finds it so easy to like go down that right hole. like it should not be a common experience yeah, yeah. like why is it so widespread yeah. right and so that kind of became then our purpose with the content that we were creating to like not just share workouts and stuff but to like share health and fitness in a balanced way in a positive way in a way that like combines your mental and physical health yeah change that narrative absolutely and it has of course evolved as you know we've gotten more comfortable in ourselves and our own journeys within that and as well like speaking on the internet it's not it's not an easy thing to number one be accepting of you know that type of growth and you know coming into yourself in that sense but to then go and share that with people and be vulnerable like Oof. publicly that's yeah. a lot I do think I will say we we're talking to my mom about it like I have such a hard time talking about my emotions or like talking about difficult topics but having the podcast and having you know a little bit of a platform has helped me so much so I think there's kind of there's both going on like putting yourself in those situations surrendering like we were talking about and opening yourself up to actually talk about it and experience it and like move past it and grow from that has been super helpful so I think obviously very painful experiences that trigger growth and that trigger you if you're listening and resonating with this like you've gone through that and you understand what it's like to be able to be in a place where you're like I want to make changes or I have made changes and see the growth that you've made that's amazing and then to be able to put it out into somewhere and like share that with other people is what I really like about being able to make content as well as like the visual and kind of creative aspect of it 
Yeah, that's amazing. I feel like there's so many similarities in our stories, actually, that I'm, like, realizing. Because I grew up also creating, Mm -hmm. like, these videos. I loved making little music videos or, like, videos of when I was traveling. Uh, (laughs) And, like, I used to do it with my friends. So it's really cool. You guys had each other, too, to, like, do it together. And, like, thank you for giving all that context and sharing really vulnerably, too. Like, the progression of what got you guys to where you are today and, like, wanting to share your story and be in this industry in the first place. Because I think when you find your why, everything changes and I actually had a very similar experience because I moved from Brazil to the U.S. when I was going into eighth grade. So I was here like right before Mm -hmm. um, high school. Where did you go in the U.S.? So I went to Chicago and I was there for in the suburbs for two years and then I moved to Florida and I was there for three years before college. Mm -hmm. And like you guys were explaining your experience, I felt the exact same way where people weren't very accepting of my culture. Like Mm -hmm. I came from Brazil to the middle of of Chicago where there was like no one really that was from brazil or that many latinos that i knew so i felt very isolated and it was hard to make friends when you're in early high school that's when everyone's like clicky or everyone's trying to everyone's getting their period for the first time and their bodies are changing and you're like kind of starting to accept your like womanly body and your hormones are everywhere and so there's so many changes that happen on that level physically too that then trigger Mm -hmm. these relationships that might be a little more toxic with our bodies like Mm -hmm feeling like we need to change ourselves to be accepted and like maybe our identity of our physical body from when we were younger is changing Mm, so there's so much that happens during that time so i would love to like dive in a little bit deeper into that too and what that experience like for your inner teen Mm -hmm, has been like just learning from that experience of feeling a little bit out of place Mm -hmm. and then finding your footing after going through an eating disorder so i would love for you guys to share a little bit like of your individual experiences with food in your bodies and Mm -hmm. how that's kind of changed sure yeah so i in the i mean we've always been active both of us we Mm -hmm. our parents are runners and we played sports since we were like since we could walk right so that hasn't been that wasn't like a huge change but the way i look at it and the way i like used physical activity became very different in about high school I think that's the time obviously you're becoming more conscious of like who you are internally and externally and Mm -hmm. control like we were just talking about on the other episode is a huge part of disordered eating or you know over exercising and bad body image because whatever's going on you know internally externally whatever it is likely a combination of both during that time period you can only really control or you think you can only control the external stuff so your body is kind of the default to go to which is unfortunate and it shouldn't be that way but that's just how our mind goes so for me I was like I'm working out at school like school sports but I want to you know go a step further like I want to do for myself and scrolling through Instagram that's how I got started with like personal fitness and kind of that stuff but it never started as main like a huge negative thing but the more you start thinking about it and you're hyper fixated on it it becomes a negative thing and it becomes like an obsession and as well as like eating obviously is the next step to restricting and all of that so then kind of fell down that hole and got into personal fitness for the wrong reasons and then so it didn't stick because it was for the wrong reasons and so I came out of that just on my own and then (laughs) your turn (laughs) (laughs) then I feel like we kind of flip-flopped then we flip-flopped like said like we grew up having a very healthy relationship with exercise with food as I feel like 
the majority of kids do like you're really not thinking about it as more than just like sports and being outside and like eating food there's a moment that the Mm. like there's a flip in the switch and like everything changes and i also think though when you look back at it like maybe it does slowly come because i totally remember in middle school doing like ab workouts or like inner thigh workouts in my room like thinking that that was going to make a change and that was like very in the back of my mind then because I wouldn't have said that that was like a really big thing but when I think about it and look back I'm like I think those things are just so deep rooted in the way that health and fitness is shown to girls and taught to girls that like you almost don't even know when that flip was switched or when it was started you know we've talked about this a little bit before but like for me I remember being like 10 or something and in ballet class if you did ballet or gymnastics similar thing and whether you're tall or you're more athletic than the other people in that class like you can see that and you start comparing yourself and I feel like the dance I feel people talk about all the time on like TikTok is where just the kind of awareness starts or not even awareness but like curiosity I feel like and And then comparing yeah Mm -hmm. as you grow up even though maybe it wasn't in the beginning you were just like comparing because you were curious and because it was something that you noticed then you start comparing and realizing like oh I'm different than her like she's different than her like we're all different what's the best option and you default to it's not what you are right because you can Mm -hmm. see other people from an unbiased standpoint but you can't see yourself that way and so I think that's where it starts and we've talked to a lot of like other um people in the fitness space and more in-depth just like fitness and growing up athletic or being a stronger person like it you're, you almost like get hyper aware of it even when mm-hmm. you're little because like, it becomes a part of your identity yeah mm-hmm. you're the athletic kid exactly yeah. and even though like maybe adults will be like oh my gosh like you're so strong you're so fast like that's awesome think of it as a good thing you're like well I don't really care if I'm faster I don't really care if I'm strong because my arm is two times the size of like my friends and you start thinking that way even from when you're little and like that's not how it should be mm-hmm. but back to you. <laughs> yeah. yeah no that's that's really important yeah yeah so it starts sure. even before you like kind of become conscious of it like that starts from such an early age mm-hmm. and whether you're it's like male female everyone I think can experience this and has experienced this and can understand like mm-hmm. from early ages growing up your physical appearance is put yeah. kind of on blast or made to seem like it's more important mm-hmm. you know people commenting complimenting even though it's a compliment they mean it in a good way like you're strong you're fast that external validation exactly so much emphasis on that like forever like from such an early age and I think people talk about how diet culture is so deep-rooted in media and things and how that's obviously gonna affect teenagers and adults but it's like at this point in time like media that's like kids as well right like that it's so widespread that reaches kids kids see magazine covers kids see tiktok kids see instagram and then kids also hear the things that their parents and the people around them say as well so it's like you can't even blame it just on like media with adults because then it's like everything trickles down to the point where like I I just feel like kids are taught at such a young age that it's like just your physical appearance that matters and it's it could come from like the way that their parents talk about their own bodies and their own physical or about other people's or bodies about other yeah. people's like not to throw my mom under the bus she's always talked pretty well about her own body but like if someone's running and has like a weird a weird they're like oh they're, they're running really they're weirdly. running really weirdly like, like oh my gosh the way yeah. there's always just comments about an appearance whether it's positive or negative I feel like it's the easiest thing to comment on it's like all external and that's something I have tried to communicate a lot to my family as mm-hmm. well that like commenting on and XYZ's 
weight loss and how much prettier she looks or like that celebrity that gained weight those kind of subtle comments like that was a huge reason why i was so scared of gaining weight when i realized Mm -hmm. i needed help and i was in the middle of an eating disorder i was like Mm -hmm. oh my god everyone's noticing that i lost weight everyone's complimenting on my weight loss if i gain weight people are gonna notice and they're gonna shit talk me behind my back right and i think that's also one of the mental issues when it comes to this stuff yeah and so i think it becomes so internalized and deep-rooted that it's almost like you're just waiting for something to trigger that to like come out and so for me that was like we went through this big change starting high school in a new place and like there were definitely some good times attached to it but it it felt like big roller coaster of like sometimes i felt accepted sometimes i felt like the last thing i wanted to do was be there and like there were like Mm -hmm. bad things with friends and things like that and so after probably two or three years of that like we actually moved into a different house and for me I took that as like a total fresh start I was like okay new same, environment same town and same town but like house. new house and I was like okay new environment new me and so I started in a very positive way getting into like my own self-development health and fitness I had always run cross country but I kind of like half-assed it and mm-hmm. that like winter season I wasn't doing a sport and so I was like okay well like I'm gonna commit to my own personal fitness and I started going to the gym and it started off really well but then I think when you start to see the physical changes and you start to see like oh I've been making changes in my life and like I'm getting results it like becomes addicting because you realize how much control you can actually have over your life and over like weight loss and how you look and things like that and it's like we didn't even start from an unhealthy point at any point like we'd always been pretty healthy people so it was like going from like averagely healthy or or like normally healthy to like the extreme and then it kind of just became a spiral of like the less I focused on other people and the more I focused on myself the more Hmm. changes I was seeing in myself and in my results and which is true but when it's taken to the extreme mm. and from a negative standpoint and yeah. from like a, you know, yeah. a rejection standpoint, like I'm rejecting oh, yes. the outside world and I'm mm-hmm. just going to focus on me because that's what I can control. Mm-hmm. That's or it's like when I'm it's like feeling not. rejected yeah. by the outside exactly. yeah. world. Yeah. Yeah. And then you so just I'm just going to go further. into me. And so what started as a really positive thing, then all of a sudden turned into like, I have completely isolated myself. All I care about is like health and fitness but in a sense of following certain rules, not necessarily about being healthy anymore, but just like following these certain yeah. like arbitrary rules about what I can eat and when I can eat it and how many steps I have to take and how much I have to work out and what counts as a workout. It was taken away from being actually healthy anymore. And it was just like, how much can I block out the outside world and follow this checklist of rules yeah. that I have essentially? So for me, I fell into it very innocently in a sense of just wanting to like regain some control over my life. And then all of a sudden I was like, shit, now this is controlling me kind of thing. And it is one thing I want to like highlight with this is we didn't talk about our own experiences with this, but I had kind of each other. Yeah, Mm. but I had kind of gone through it. I didn't talk about it with anyone um and then when she was going through it I noticed like I could see the rules like going inside her head because we kind of went through this separately and I had gone through it and come out of it before she had kind of fallen into it and I hadn't talked with anyone about it but and I mean she wasn't obviously talking with anyone about it too because she hadn't realized that it had become a problem Mm -hmm. yet but I could see these rules like spinning in her head because I had the same rules for myself and I think Mm -hmm. it's crazy that we all without even talking about it like default to these same rules yeah just all these arbitrary rules that you get in your head and you're like 
they all have numbers attached to them that's the other thing numbers when you're in that kind of controlling thing numbers like yeah. 8 p.m or x amount of calories or x amount of protein if you go that far you know what i mean steps yeah x amount of steps like it all has numbers because when you attach something like that a benchmark that you can so obviously calculate it's so easy to tell if you won or you lost if you succeeded or you failed but people just come up with all of these things but i thought it was really interesting going through it and of course i didn't say that i knew what she was doing because then i would have to admit that I knew why she knew she was doing that. But we all go to these same rules. And so I would, every time I could see her being like, oh, I only have 10 minutes before I can eat this protein shake. Or like, no, Mm -hmm. I don't want anything else. I was like, girl, it would be like a family discussion. I'd be like, you have an eating disorder. And everyone was like, no. And then she Mm. she was like, I don't. And then I'd be like, that's what someone with an eating disorder would say. Because Because in in the moment, I also think that you don't realize it. And all I would have to say is like, no, I'm just really committed to my health right now. And my mom was like, Seems okay, legit. Like, like, but like, yeah. if you need help, tell us. And I was like, I don't think I do. And then that would be the end of the conversation. That would be the end of the like conversation. And it made me so mad because I was mm. like, I know what you're doing. <laughs> like, exactly. I could write it down on a list because like, yeah. I did it too. And everyone that we talked to that can relate like they did it too with the same rules and regulations. Mm-hmm. Like for some reason, our brains just go yeah. to the same set of values when you are in that spot and I don't know where it comes from maybe it's like what we learned on the internet I'm trying to think of like what it was that triggered it for me to like actually realize in myself that it was a problem because when Catherine was like presenting it to me as a problem I think it was so fresh and new to me that it like still felt like oh I'm just being really healthy I'm just being really disciplined and it wasn't until I think I realized like how much of the rest of my life it took away Mm-hmm. that then it was the problem because like yes the problem is sometimes like the over exercising and the malnourishment in itself but it's also like the lifestyle that it creates around it and how much else it takes the away for yeah. sure yeah. thank you guys both for sharing because mm-hmm. i think there are definitely similarities in mm-hmm. your stories where it's like you were both doing something that you thought was maybe good in the moment uh-huh. but like right. there was an element of denial during it and that's what I experienced too when I was going through my mm-hmm. own eating disorder yeah. my family would be like you need to yeah. eat more and I'd be like no I'm just like really healthy or no yeah. I'm disciplined or yeah. no I am going to the gym and you guys that's aren't also all la, you've la, la. ever been taught is like oh exactly. you eat less and you work out more and you lose weight and you're healthier that's the narrative that's been taught so like yeah. how would you know that Any that's different. actually wrong yeah. yeah and something I wanted to point out that I noticed as well that's similar in both of our mm-hmm. stories is that I think there's a very close connection between feeling rejected mm. or not accepted which yeah. can be from friends from a move from boys mm-hmm. from like your romantic interest mm-hmm. and then that funneling into i have to change myself yeah. to be yeah. accepted to be loved and yeah. what instantly comes to mind is something that's quantifiable that's something that you can measure that you can control right. like your food like your working out habits embracing the new york sounds in the back (laughs) but that's like I think what was really tied for me too because I think moving so much coming into my female body and like trying to navigate guys and Mm -hmm. stuff that I think was really also what eventually led me down the path of trying to change my body to be liked a lot Um, of just inconsistency and so you cling on to what you what you can and what you can control 100 mm percent to you know kind of minimize that inconsistency and the roller coaster that you may be on whatever phase of life you're in and the only thing that you can control entirely like that is anything that is solely you Mm -hmm. and that sounds great when you say it out loud you're like oh yeah like for sure but that's 
in practice absolutely not because when you are in yourself like we were talking about it's lonely it's isolating and not even in just like a oh like a little bit like lonely like likes to be independent but it's like isolating yeah Mm -hmm. you cut out so much of life and And you don't realize until it's too late for sure and also when you are in denial and you don't want to be helped you also cut out that connection that like other people are trying to the, give the to you people to help who you or who care about you, you for sure flipping around from back then when you had your eating disorders and your struggles with your body to now what do you think were the pivotal moments that led to these changes for each Mm -hmm. of you what was that moment of realizing that something needed to change and then what were some changes that you think you made that helped you get to where you are now i think where i am right now with it is a lot different from where i was when i would have said that i was like recovered or out of it and that happens. That yeah. happens to me too. The <laughs> because initial recovery, and then and that's usually, I think, the physical recovery, but then mm-hmm. the mental mm-hmm. recovery, which yeah. comes more through time and later I on. was, I think the one thing that kind of like forced me out of it a little bit was lifestyle change. So one of my things was I was swimming, and so very physically demanding, and I would leave early in the morning before anyone was up for practice and then I would swim and I like deliberately wouldn't pack myself a lunch or wouldn't pack myself anything and that was my lifestyle that's just how I was living at the time so I was able to sustain it but then as my lifestyles changed and I was at home more my routine changed and the things I was doing changed it from winter it was summer and there was more activity then it was harder and harder to kind of control that and eventually I had to slowly maybe without even realizing even even though mentally I was trying to I wasn't being as effective in controlling you know all my physical activity and all of what I was eating and doing so I kind of was forced to come out of it and even though I noticed a change in like weight and how I looked mentally I was trying and trying to dig deeper into that and continue with that but my lifestyle didn't allow for that anymore so I guess I'm like grateful for it but mentally I still wasn't there was no changes mentally but as time moves on and as I got more and more educated it like slowly kind of fizzled away and I think that's one of the key points that I know I like to talk about and we do talk about a lot on our podcast is education because like we said I don't know where those rules come from I don't know like people just pull things off the internet there's so much random information out there when you are trying to get into health and fitness and wellness even if you are getting into it for the right reasons there's a lot of misguiding information out there so in order to kind of combat that whether you're just starting out or you're deep into disordered eating or exercise or you know mental health in that sense educating yourself on what actually is right and scientific because you can be healthy and all these things that you are going off of have some basis like fruits and vegetables like the idea of clean eating is healthy for the body eating nutritious foods helps you feel good and you know, it helps your body exist in the way that it's supposed to. But when taken to the extremes or taken with these rules, that's when it's different. So I think educating yourself on what actually is nutrition. You actually need carbs and you actually need fats. And hormonally, like fats are amazing. Fats mm-hmm. are what deliver the nutrients to your body. Carbs are what provide you the quickest source of energy. Protein rebuilds your muscles. Like all of these things have functions within your body and are important. And any food is made up of those three things. So no matter what you're eating, whether you deemed it healthy or unhealthy sure it might be it's a different food but you're still getting those things and you can you know make up your meals it doesn't just have to be vegetables and chicken or whatever you've said is safe to eat you know so coming from an educated standpoint on that can really open up your 
world of what you deem as healthy and what can be productive in your health journey because there's so much misinformation too. absolutely there's so much stuff out there on the internet that isn't necessarily scientific or really oh, for like sure. what is truly best for your body right any like cartoon instagram graphic out there just like take it with a grain of salt because <laughs> there's no scientific journal backing that up but yeah. and then the same goes for like fitness routines and you know if you see an instagram graphic that says do 100 push-ups and 100 jumping jacks every day and you will get a six-pack in three days like mm-hmm. that's not quite true of course physical activity movement that makes you feel good that's gonna you know give you energy and of course help with your physical goals if you have them but that's not like a cure-all that's not gonna three it like you know what I mean educating yeah. yourself is gonna number one take that pressure off of you because you know what is right and what to expect and what expectations to put on yourself yeah and what goals to set even you know that just changes the game entirely in an instant that's kind of the reverse of that like consciousness and all of a sudden you're like hyper focused on your appearance and how you present yourself to the world the kind of opposite of that is teaching yourself what is actually right and having a basis to form your own opinion yeah Mm -hmm. yeah I think for me what helped me snap out of it and start getting out of it and what also may be helpful for anyone listening who's in that point is first like accepting what's going on the fact that you have an eating disorder or that like you're eating an exercise disorder or whatever you want to call it accept that that is true but that it's also not your fault and that it's not negative because I think the hardest part with accepting Mm. something like that is like feeling the guilt of like oh I did this to myself or like having to identify with that and it's like I never wanted to identify with that or like claim that at all and so that's like another reason that you push it away so first accept that like that is what's happening and then also make a clear decision that you want to change that. Because if you want to change anything, like, you first have to come to terms in your head that, like, you want to actually mm-hmm. have things change, you know? Nothing's going to change unless you decide that you want it to change. And then from there, kind of have some sort of motivation and purpose with it. I think for me, it was the end of our senior year I knew I was going to college in the fall and I was like I do not want to start college still feeling so controlled by this still feeling so isolated I don't want to go into this time and also like it was a good fresh new opportunity for like new people a new chance at at different sort of things and a new time and I was like okay I need to work on myself now so that I'm at least some way along the journey when that starts and I'm in a better place I had that sort of kind of time frame and motivation and also take it outside of yourself because again it's such an isolating thing that when you're just kind of spiraling within yourself and you don't see a situation where the outside world and other people are involved it kind of doesn't feel like it's a problem or something you have to fix but then the second I started thinking like okay after this summer like I'm going to college and I'm living on my own and I'm around other people that's not just me all right like I had to open my eyes to like okay like there's this other world and other people that like are gonna be included and have to deal with them I want that to be a good experience and so that was a big motivator at the start for me and then you also have to accept it is not a snap of the fingers just like it was hard to maybe start the fitness and the wellness and get into it in the first place like it's also hard to reverse a lot of these negative Mm -hmm. beliefs and so accepting that also it's going to be a process it's going to be a journey but it's one that gets easier over time the more that you take steps you can actually feel a lot of pride in it so there's a lot of good things that come along with it even though it is kind of a difficult journey so accept that it's going to take time and then also the biggest thing in actually doing that is like question everything and Catherine said educate yourself but it's like okay 
okay what do you know what to educate yourself on question everything like I have yes. this rule why? I won't let myself eat oh, until yeah. 12 like why question that and then if you don't know the answer because you probably don't start looking into things like look at that and and find what the actual education is it's probably going to steer you in the different direction so start questioning everything and then also start literally just like breaking the rules even if it's hard in the moment it's it's honestly like kind of empowering like once you start doing it you're like oh this was kind of stupid to be and it stops having as much of a hold on you too exactly so like start taking the actions start questioning everything and also like in Catherine said she said that she feels very different now a, a few years out of it than she did when she would have first said like I'm recovered I'm past this and that's okay like I feel the same way I feel like I've been considering myself past this for like a couple years now but that doesn't mean that I don't still have mm-hmm. bad body image yeah. patches or it doesn't mean that some of those thoughts don't still come back or it doesn't mean that I don't still have like some arbitrary fears that like I still meet and yeah. have to work through every once And that's in a something while. I feel like I have to remind my parents of uh-huh. and like other people of. It's like, yes, even though I've healed and I've recovered uh-huh. and I've done work on this, it's still a part of my story. Sure. And like, I'm not identifying with it, but it's still going to come mm-hmm. up and you can get triggered sometimes yeah. too. Because at the same time oh, yeah, as like uh-huh. working on your relationship with fitness and food, you also so need to work on like your self-confidence and yeah. your body image because those are the things that are going to trigger it later on like as much as you can heal your relationship with food and exercise you can really start enjoying those things if you then find yourself down the line having like a bad confidence patch or a bad body image patch like you want to make sure that you can work on those things simultaneously so that those aren't going to threaten to to revert you and push you back into that for sure talking about confidence would love to hear you guys' takes on like what confidence means to you or like how you guys work on feeling more confident overall i think the number one thing about you know, feeling more confident is fake it till you make it. Because confidence is, I was just talking about this, confidence isn't a look. It's not like what you're wearing. You know, mm-hmm. it has none, nothing to do with those physical things or the things that maybe we deem wrong in ourselves or that we think we lack. It's about noticing the things that maybe we think are are flaws or imperfections and surrendering accepting them loving those parts of yourself because i assure you side note like the parts that maybe you don't like about yourself because they're a little bit different are the parts that people notice about you and the parts that really draw other people to you like your differences are things that make you important they will make you unique exactly Mm -hmm. but confidence is about you know presenting those and presenting your acceptance of those like that's when people deem you as confident it's the energy that you give off because you have accepted every single part of yourself the good the bad the things that you think are good and bad when you can move forward with everything together like that's when you are presented as confident and I look at confidence as like long-term confidence and also like short-term in the moment confidence because I think that building up your confidence for like who you are and your belief in yourself long term because you are the only person that's with yourself 24 hours of the day like you are you you're the only person who knows you completely so again finding confidence in those positives in those flaws in who you are like completely long term and also building the belief in yourself that like as long as you keep working hard and you keep showing up like what is meant to happen to you will happen to you you'll find success having confidence in all of those long-term things when you can focus on building that then the little day-to-day like oh I looked at myself and I don't really like how I look right now or the oh I like failed at this one task those don't threaten you quite as much 
when you've been able to build this long-term confidence because you cannot completely avoid having moments of like I hate how I look right now or moments of like shit why did I just do that thing but like when you've been able to build this long-term confidence in who you are and trust in yourself and in your life then like those moments can come and go really quickly and they don't stick with you as long so I think that is the confidence that you have to work to build and I think that's also kind of what we get wrong because we look so much to like how do I build the confidence when I look in the mirror yes it's that but it's like mm-hmm. it's unrealistic to think that you're gonna like be obsessed with yourself every time you look at yourself but like if you can be obsessed with who you are and like what you want your life to be then those little moments they don't really get you as much yeah Yeah. i think confidence is also so much about the feeling Mm -hmm. it's like when you're feeling excited when i'm in the moment and let's say i'm dancing or i'm listening to music that i love or i'm doing something i enjoy those are the moments where i feel the most present and the most confident Mm -hmm. because i'm not worrying i'm not self-conscious i'm just like in the moment enjoying myself and that experience Mm -hmm. exactly i was just gonna say in those moments when you are if you're like dancing with your friends in your apartment or alone or if you're feeling super excited about something happy about something whatever it is you're not you're thinking about oh my god I'm so happy right now or like if you're dancing with your friends or dancing alone like oh my god this is so fun like I love this song this is so fun you're not thinking about did I just like move my left foot weirdly like what is that like what is that stuff like that's the stuff that you think about when you are on those lower frequency emotions right that's when you get in the zone of i just stepped weird everyone's gonna think i'm like clinically insane no Mm -hmm. like that's not how it works Mm -hmm. but when you are feeling those higher emotions that stuff just goes out the window and that's just so telling that that stuff doesn't matter it really doesn't and so whether or not you are feeling the high emotions and you have not a care in the world about the things you think are flaws or if you're feeling those low emotions and the flaws are the only thing you can focus on like no one like everyone else is in the neutral when they're perceiving you like they are neutral they can't they don't see the flaws either way right so whether even though you're maybe focused on them like no one else is but if you do approach a situation and you present yourself as confident you're in that high frequency emotions Mm -hmm. you're not thinking about the flaws people are going to pick up on that confidence and that energy and they're going to notice that you are confident they're not going to notice your flaws they're going to notice your confidence and everything that comes with that yes exactly that image of dancing like gave me a flashback to we we were living in singapore the past like five months and when we were there we took a trip to cambodia and we went with like this group of friends that we had just met and everyone was european we were the only americans there and they were all like amazing (laughs) dancers they were all really good dancers and so we like went out to this club in cambodia and we go to the rooftop and we're like the only ones on the rooftop we're like a group of 20 and everyone is like they're all european they're all like really going for it like dancing doing such a good job they know like all of the steps and like at first I think we were both like really uncomfortable like I know I felt kind of uncomfortable but I could totally see it in you I could like see your uncomfort absolutely because if you're like I don't know at a like frat party in America no one's like doing any like set dances you're just jumping up and down you're just like with your hands no one right I can jump up and down for sure no one was jumping up and down like but yeah, it was like it was a lot. Yeah, I was like, how but, do I? How do I? Make, but like, no, someone <laughs> turned. Someone, a song came on, and they all knew the dance. It was so clear that like I didn't know this song, or the words, or the dance. And someone was like, oh my god, someone get the Americans, and I like what, was pulled into the dance yeah, circle. Like, and I was in like, the middle oh of the circle. Like, what do like, I do? 
in the situation. And but. it's like, that's a situation like I actually felt like very uncomfortable and unconfident. And it's like, how do you, how do you like change that and tap into that? And like, I, at some point in the night it switched. Cause then like in Catherine was like switch. really going for it dancing. Like I felt like way more comfortable. Oh yeah. I and spent I, and we <laughs> hours like dancing with this one person. Like we had choreography. Yeah. She like, she, like, we were presenting this like French boy was like teaching her a dance. They were just like, like it was, and I think like, what I can even spot from that situation is that, like, at first, your ego, that part of you that, like, was uncomfortable with that unknown of, like, maybe yeah. not knowing the dance or, like, feeling separate from those people because those people knew the dance or, like, they were really good dancers mm-hmm. and they yeah. were all European and you guys were American or whatever. Mm-hmm. All these ways you thought you were separate. Like, at the end, all that all of that got dissolved. Mm-hmm. And exactly. you realized that you were all there just to have a good time right, and, like, right. might as well let right. loose and like, embrace it, the when, weirdness. When we exactly. thought, like, oh, it doesn't actually matter. Like, we're just here to have fun. And when it became more about like having fun and not like oh my god i look so stupid kind right. of vibe then we actually did have fun and then like everyone actually had fun with us and was like very understanding and it ended that up being a really good time right but like yeah. that was one situation and like it, i thought of it because you were talking about like you feel confident when you're dancing about how like it started very uncomfortable we were able to find that confidence within us by just kind of like surrendering to right. it and like looking at the big picture of the moment as well and that's like a that's a shorter time frame, but time with confidence is huge. So if you do enter a new situation, of course, at the beginning of any, th- literally anything, you're gonna get way more comfortable. Like right now, we're ten times more comfortable than when we first knocked on your door, right? Oh yeah. Like even though we're <laughs> even though, <laughs> yeah, rolling up with suitcases, being like, sorry, <laughs> like just gonna unpack. Um, but time, like even short term, long term, like of course, two years ago, I would say I was a confident person. Today, I'm worlds ahead, confidence-wise, just, like, baseline of what I was two years ago. And in two more years, you know, I'm going to be so much more secure and confident within myself that that's going to come across a lot stronger. Yeah. Yeah, time is everything, I think, for confidence. That's so true, and I've actually never thought about that. And one thing I wanted to ask both of you guys, too, and, like, you can give your top two or three tips Mm -hmm. each is on a bad body image day, which we all have and which Mm -hmm. are very normal, on a recovery path. What are your, like, tips or how do you navigate those types of days? Mm -hmm. Put on a sweatshirt Mm -hmm. and move on. (laughs) Yeah, that's the biggest thing. Like, I made a TikTok about this the other day, too. I was like, like, if you're in the gym and you're feeling bad body image, like, put a baggy t-shirt on, put a sweatshirt on. Literally put on sweats so that you feel so comfortable and you're, like, not aware of your body. Like, if you're wearing, like, restrictive clothing, you're so aware of how your body feels. And also... I just, like, don't look in the mirror that much. Because when it's not right in your face, then you forget about it. And then, like, tomorrow it's going to be gone, you know? Or, like, in a couple days it's going to be gone. Because those feelings, they can come on really strong, but they are also, like, so fleeting. That if you just do what you can to, like, put a hoodie on, don't look in the mirror that much. And just, like, whatever, move on with the rest of your day during that time. Like, then it'll be over. But if you keep staring at yourself then obviously you're just going to perpetuate that. I think in that moment, it's really hard to make the switch. So I just kind of go for like, okay, I ignore this when it's happening. And then I take a shower. And and truly, it's very fleeting. And I like that. It doesn't have to be complicated. Mm -hmm. Like on those days, just give yourself grace, Mm -hmm. put on a sweatshirt and move through it. So that's Mm -hmm. great advice. Even if that feeling does last the whole day, it's not as intense the entire day so it may be super intense at one moment and then you put on your sweatshirt and you move on and you occupy yourself with something else even though you may be aware that you are having a bad body image it's not going to be as intense it's not going to be a focus of how you go about your day and I think occupying yourself too, like take your mind off of it force yourself to think about other things and then it'll just kind of fade away 
Yes. Amazing. Okay, so I'm going to move on to like yeah. some rapid fire questions yeah. that I do with all of my guests. Okay. So I'm moving closer. So you don't have to overthink, <laughs> but you can each give your individual answers. So the first question that I love to ask is coffee or matcha? Uh, okay, Ooh. I like them both and I like go through phases and right now I'm doing coffee, but like I really appreciate it. I think I'm matcha. entering a matcha phase for sure. What are your like coffee or matcha go-to ways I'm just of preparing them? super simple. Yeah. I'm just like an almond milk. Almond milk with coffee? Mm, yeah. I'll just do hot. black coffee. Iced, iced. Iced for sure. I like both. If I'm at home, I, I make it hot usually. But if I'm out, I'll get it iced. Mm-hmm. Nice. Okay. Is there a quote or a mantra that you live by? Embarrassment isn't real. That's my favorite. I always say that like, Ooh. I say that more like if it's never awkward unless you make it awkward. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I would say something like either confidence is a choice or I think anything done with confidence becomes cool. I like yeah. that one because like that's who decides huge. what's cool and what's not. And like if you also look at all the things that you thought was cool as a kid, it's really just someone doing something with confidence. Exactly. You know? Anyone yes. doing something different, I think about this all the time, like from an American like public high school perspective, theater kids, everyone is like they get shit. They mm-hmm. get shit on. But then, but the, then famous the, actors, the famous actors, <laughs> the famous singers, be. right? Like it's all the things that like get shit on that then become, you know, these unreachable things. And it's yeah. because people were able to do that with confidence and stay secure with that path and stay like yes. optimistic about that path. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. So if you do something with confidence, it's going to work out because confidence in that setting is like kind of manifesting. And then with you're going to have such a better time if you do something with confidence. True. Very true. Yeah. Okay. Next question is what makes you feel like your higher self? The sun. That's very true. If I am like like runner's high, like feeling really good on a mm-hmm. run outside in the sun. Awesome. That's a good feeling. Yes. I talk about photosynthesis all the time. Like <laughs> you, like the sun, it's just it's game changer. I love it. I was it. listening to your podcast and I was like, <laughs> yes. Because I say it way same. too much. But like, like when I'm not tan or like when I lose my tan or I like, don't yeah. see the sun for a few I just days, lost I feel my completely tan. different than when I just mm-hmm. like am in the sun or like basking in like yeah. by the pool or the beach. I know. Sure. I just lost my like glowy tan vibes and now I'm like a little... I'm a little, like, pasty and pale, and I'm not quite loving it. <laughs> okay, next question is, what are some of the books you would recommend? If you guys are into books, like, are there any that have mm-hmm. really impacted you? Okay, I like to read a lot of books for enjoyment, and then mm-hmm. I always literally forget them the second they're done. That's my, like, perspective on books for the most part is that, like, I do so many other things in my life that are, like, more hardcore. That's, so, like, I like to keep <laughs> reading as, like, pure enjoyment yeah, sometimes. Uh, but I did read, um... Uh, what was the book on habits that I have? And I really liked it. The Power of Habit. I like that for like, it, that was a good like, remind myself of like habit building things. But for the most part, I just read enjoyment books and I literally forget them immediately. I read just on vacation a few weeks ago, Nine Perfect Strangers, which was very different from like things that I usually read. I usually read like very basic, like beach ready type uh-huh. books. And that one was like a little bit more of like a suspenseful storyline. Nice. Have you read People We Meet on Vacation? Yes. That's what oh. I was trying to remember. That's, that's such a vibe, good book. That's my vibe with books. <laughs> People We Meet on Vacation and then Beach Read is another one. Friends Turn to Lovers. Or... Like that yes, vibe. That's, yes. That's that energy. I do also, I, one of my favorite books, like I don't know if you could, Russ, the artist, musician, mm-hmm. he has a book. It's very entertaining, self-help, kind of just like 
Mm. burst of motivation like aggressive motivation in your face but he i don't know it's just like a good interesting kind of book very interesting short, engaging like kind of poetry? read like short quotes type Sh- very, yeah short Slam quotes poetry. like like one page little stories that go through. okay I have but it's all like out. kind of in the progression of his career and kind of have just talks about how he had just like unapologetic confidence and you know trust in himself that he was gonna make it love that. and be successful but it's it's like all set up in the organization of his albums and his singles so it's all kind of tied together but it's cool it's love very that. it's like entertaining easy read you're it's fun very passionate about this yeah. i love Clearly that book. It's a great I book, book. So I have to check it out okay amazing and then the last question and you can each give your individual answers is if everyone who's listening to this right now actually did not listen at all mm-hmm. and only listened to this part what would you want to leave them with do things with confidence and it'll it'll happen um okay i was gonna say i was putting confidence in education i okay probably that your healthiest life is one where you can do all of the things that make you feel good and healthy and no one thing overtakes to the point where it takes away from other elements of your life can i change mine yeah can i say um education is the best way to grow so educate yourself on the true meaning yes. of health and wellness with these ladies over here. <laughs> this was so fun. Thank you guys for coming yeah, on the thank podcast. Thank you for having us. And I will have all of your links like in the description, but plug yourselves, tell everyone where they can find you, where they thank can find you. your podcast. Yeah, you can find us both or you can find me on Instagram and on TikTok at Caroline Kaneen. And my Instagram and TikTok is at Anne Catherine Kaneen, and those will be linked below, as well as Girls with Goals Pod if you want to listen to the podcast. And we have a Instagram as well for that, and it's at Girls with Goals Pod. Yeah, and I mean we have an episode with Carolina as well, so you can go yes. over and listen to our episode with her Girls with Goals podcast wherever you listen. Yay! Amazing. <laughs> thank you guys, thank and thank, thank you, you everyone for listening. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Make sure to check them out, and thank you so much for being here. I'll see you on the next episode. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Yay. Yay.